Welcome to your favorite 30-ish minutes of the day. <laughs> this is the Precisely Simple Podcast, your source for the latest news, interviews, and stories from the manufacturing world. Here we will dive headfirst in the world of manufacturing and the people that make it thrive. I'm Kyle. And I'm Brandon. Awesome. Glad 20, to have you all back. 20 minutes didn't cut it, apparently. we. No, you know, we, we tried 20 minutes. 30 is where we seem to be laying. Again, the whole purpose of this thing was to short and sweet. Listen on your lunch break. Listen on the way home. We didn't want to be a super long thing. Uh, we were shooting for 20, but we get carried away in conversation and just... It seems to roll in 30, so... Can you believe we even thought we would get away with 15 minutes at one point? I know. <laughs> we would literally have how, to be like... How dare us? <laughs> Machine is cool. Yep. Work is cool. Yeah. Thanks, bye. Yeah. Okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> so, with that, let's get right into it. Okay. Uh, you always ask the question, so I'm going to ask the question this week. I love it. In the shop, it always feels like you're either dead stop or wide open, so... Were we a red light or green light this week? Oh, man. Um, you know, we were probably red light this week. Um, we don't really fire up into full full tilt until... Uh, you had another couple of weeks, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still got... Yeah, now, as, as of the recording of this episode, we're coming up on Monday. So this coming Monday. Really? Yeah. So technically, everybody else is going to start reporting a few days after that. I'm, yeah. I'm just going in ahead of time yeah. um, to start prepping everything. <sighs> yeah, I know. Uh, the only the only saving grace I think we have right now with 2020 is that as we get through each of these cataclysmic uh, seasons, that yeah. the year is still going by at a rocket's pace. Uh, I will agree with that. That it's flying as much as it can fly by. Can't I can't we can't be any happier to get past it too. No, <laughs> 2020 the year we forgot. I know. <laughs> so yeah, we we we've been pretty wide open. So. Can't really complain. Um, we're doing as what we can with what we got. But anyway, moving on. Manufacturing minute. Yeah, I'm, you know, I've got something to talk about this time. Um, the manufacturing minute really is the segment for us to kind of share uh, new technologies, yeah. something interesting, or and, something we learned. Yeah, something we learned, a technique that could really help anybody else in this. And this one's really geared towards our uh, machinists and our CNC machinists who who we all absolutely love our CNC equipment and they're incredible and the precision, the automation is amazing. But I was just talking to Kyle a little bit ago about a uh, project I was working on. This was some exotic material. It was an Inconel alloy and uh, it had a set of carbide banding down the center. Uh, for those who don't understand what happens is this particular Inconel is obviously hard. Got a lot of nickel in it. A lot of nickel in it. Um, hard stuff. Nickel, if you don't know, smells, tastes like pennies. <laughs> <laughs> don't lick it. Suck, it sucks to weld. So yeah. I, it, just quick thing. Welding in canal is the best definition I can do is welding mud. It's just miserable. Everything about wanna, it's miserable. It doesn't want to move. Uh, it doesn't want to shape. doesn't want to form a puddle. And then on the machining side, it just eats everything yeah, it you just, do. Yeah, yeah. it just eats it alive. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then it had gone through heat treating processes to try to align um, yeah. everything correctly. To, to stress relieve and realign the grain structure. Yeah. Yes. So it had an issue with what they call carbide banding. So there was a carbide element in the alloy. Ugh. They had all decided to align in a band. Through the material, which if you can imagine, it's like if you had made a sandwich 
with everything that you would make sense in a sandwich. You have bread, you have cheese, you have ham, and then dead in the center, you put a nice sheet of hard aluminum siding, and then you go on to another another piece of turkey and cheese and piece of bread. So and you try to bite it, and you it. try to bite through it, imagining that the entire sandwich will be nice and soft and tasty, and you and hit the middle. Brr. Brr. There we go. That is uh, that is what happens when there's some banding. So. Carbide banded in the center. We all know carbide. It's hard as can be. It's what's often used to cut other metals. So I was supposed to drill a hole through this stuff. So I had uh, custom drills ordered. This was indexable drills. And everybody who's seen these, they're amazing. They're high. You know, they're love high them. dollar. Oh, love them. I've got plenty. Yeah. they have a drawer full of them. Yeah. They're all through coolant. Yep. Um, yep. And they're, you know, they can come in any size. They, they just kick butt. And they have the nice little carbide insert on the end. So I'm using this stuff. I've talked to the engineers at the the supplier. They've, we've got numbers we're working with that so go with these speeds and feeds, these SFMs, um, breaking them left and right, breaking these in. And these are all custom, too. So of course. It, it took a while to get these things in because obviously the size had to be this special size that doesn't exist. If you refer back to our discussion in our first episode about dimension drawings <laughs> and engineers who don't understand uh, uh common sizes this was not a common sized hole <sighs> stubbornly so and uh so i'm breaking these tools left and right it's a very finite thing we're on a time crunch as every project is and i was running out of options so just i don't know what sparked it in my head i took out this nice high-end super heavy duty cnc tool and chucked it up in our bridge port right next <laughs> to it just yeah just let's through, see what happens let's just see what happens what's the end of the world i think it had a three-quarter inch shaft so i put it in our call it yeah. put it in there chucked everything up centered square did all of our setups started the drill process i couldn't make it through one in the cnc without breaking at least two inserts i was able to make it through eight units with one insert <laughs> in the manual, manual machine. Good, good old bridge. But was that, was that one of them J heads? Yes. As a matter of fact, it was, <laughs> it was actually, it was nothing fancy. Uh, you know, it had a DRO on it, but beyond that, nothing special. It was the, the feel. I could actually have that force feedback yeah. from the tool, from the material. I could feel where the bandy really tried to bite. Yeah. I was live adjusting Yep. my speed and feed, and then I could actually feel that. And everybody knows that sweet spot, like where the tool is doing it. You, you've hit the exact yep. You can load. feel it doing work without binding. Yes. Yeah. And I could sense that and adjust everywhere I needed to, and I just knocked right through it. Um, and somebody asked me how we finally got it to work, and I was like, I took this high-end precision tool, and I put it in our manual 30-year-old machine next to ran it through them. and just plowed right through them. And they held tolerance, too. Yeah. You know, we were obviously plus 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 zero minus one. Cool. Held it on every single one of them in that machine. Of all, I mean, people have been doing that kind of tolerance for yeah. years in those. Um, That's funny, though. I know. So it just goes to show, you know, this this high, we expect so much from this high-end precision machine. But the one thing it took away from us is just that tactile feedback, yep. that that ability to just know based on what we know, hey, this doesn't feel right, or that's what I was looking for. This feels right. And, and you'll ask any machinist, too, that has been doing, especially CNC or even manual for a long time, like they can hear, and I do it all the time, I can hear it from across the shop, too fast. Yeah. <laughs> or you're not pushing it hard enough. Like you can you can hear, especially like uh, titanium's really, really bad about that. Like, okay. If you're running titanium correctly, you don't 
like at least in the CNCs, you don't hear it. There's nothing like nice and smooth, good finish like that. Man, when when you can hear tie or hear st- like ooh, you're like that's not right. Insert's gone, change it. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's that tactile, the like you know, knowing what you're doing, especially manual turning. I think manual turning is the number one where you just you can feel it. Oh, you yeah. can feel everything about it. You know whether the insert's cutting or whether you're whether you're off center or not because you can feel the 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 insert pressure, like all that kind of stuff like that. It's just. That's where it gets lost in some some of the CNC translation, especially for weird stuff. That- it doesn't matter how how it, and that's funny because this was you know very exotic, very high, a lot of money riding on this. Job. Oh yeah, in- I'm sure millions. Yeah, yeah it was, yeah. it was. There were there were I think eight figures in this, Ooh. and we had to get this thing done. And there's so much research, so much precision, yeah. so much technology and, and engineering behind all of it, yeah. and really getting this feature to work brought down to just. A feel, you know, the touch. It's yep. I I liken it to if you've seen the Italian job when they're putting their hands or they're putting the stethoscope onto the safe and just kind of feeling your way through. Yep. It's the same kind of thing. Jeez. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Moving on. Manufacturing decoded. What do you uh what do you got for this week? Well, listen, I've had this question come up more often than than necessary. And I think it's worth discussing because okay. we might not agree. I don't know. Should I'm pretty you, sure we do, but should you still have to learn G code? Hundred percent. Oh, well, there you go. We do agree. Thanks for coming, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. And All right, that's yeah, it. we're gonna make twelve minutes. <laughs> um, I guess do your reason, and I'll tell you my reason. You know, um, you know, Kyle and I have worked together obviously for a very long time, and um, I, I've always had the same policy, and I still have it to this day. Uh, we'd never use cam software on a CNC lathe. Mm. It is now, uh, now listen, we're not talking about live tooling. We're not talking about dual spindle, just a basic single spindle, single tool, even turret, even uh, yeah. lathe, you know, like if we're talking Haas, a TL one or an ST 30, something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. Just, w- it, there's just no need a- in my mind. At least if you know the code, you know, trigonometry, and you can use the cam, use the cam, or use the CAD, uh, and plot your obviously your I call them waypoints. I don't know everybody's yeah, yeah. It, you know your transition points yeah. where you're changing one, two, and three. If you know those, there's absolutely no reason to use cam, cam software. You can use uh, canned cycles. Yes, yeah. you can use canned cycles. G71, G72. Yeah. Everybody who's ever worked for me, yeah. everybody who I've ever trained, everybody yep. underneath that, handwriting these programs. Yep. Every time, even complicated stuff, handwriting them. Yeah. Uh, I think it goes along lines of, and and my my opinion has changed a little bit over time, where now I think it is necessary for an effective operator um, when they're at the console to be okay. able to recognize what's going on in the code. I don't think it's necessary that they should have to be able to write it in, in G code. I don't think they should be over-the-top fluent, I think that's amazing if they are. Yeah. But I do think if something's not going right, they should be able to look in the code and say, 
this shouldn't be turning clockwise. You mean like the spindle turning the wrong direction? Like the spindle turning the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> or knowing like, hey, if this doesn't have a decimal point, yeah. then the machine is reading it four decimal places back instead oh, of... Oh, it's reading encoder clicks instead of like... Interest, yes. Uh, yeah. What, yes. What, why is it not moving? Why oh. is it not doing this? Oh, because oh. it's 10 encoder clicks a minute, not yeah. 10, point, 10 point inches a minute. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So... I think from that, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I think it makes you a healthier uh, machinist. I think it makes you better, a better operator. Um, But I will say I used to be before where I'd say mandatory. Yeah, you got to learn it. You know, you got to run before you crawl, like Tony Stark would say Um, that you've got to know this first. Now I'm at least to the point where I say, hey, I think it's I think it makes you better. Um, And I think it is effective. Um, But on the lathe, I don't even think fancy high-end software is all that critical. I think you can live if you just know how to hand code. Yes and no. Yeah, I know. That's where I'll... I know. But again, I'll preface because we do multi-axis twin spindle. Right. Like we do radial stuff. And again, there are radial drilling and milling can cycles. But some of the stuff we do, like we do some actual like simultaneous uh c or simultaneous four axis eccentric mm-hmm. machining on some of the pockets we do uh three-dimensional tool pass on some of the scallop cuts we do so it would be really really hard to do manual it would, and so we use code for that but what i will wholeheartedly agree with brandon on in and and i learned a lot of my early machining from brandon in terms of the cnc guys i've been manual machining since well into high school but so I had a good basis of speeds and feeds and right. what stuff sounded like and how it machined and you know um, stuff like that. You know, so getting into the CNC side, I I knew that was the way he taught. So I just I I took it. I I walked before I crawled before <laughs> yeah. I ran. Yeah, you know, um, I crawled before I walked backwards on that one. Um, but hundred percent, it has helped me so much as I got into way more advanced cam programming being able to read and spot code issues because i legitimately knew what was happening on the code side knowing that i could in my mind plot these points and be like that's wrong that this post is wrong and being able to edit posts be able to go back like that you know on the multi-axis stuff it got to where i could uh i could write my own multi-axis laid stuff or modify I, i could modify my multi-axis stuff so which hey you copy and paste you're going what you're you're already going past what i have experienced you yeah we (laughs) we branched when we went to lathe it was funny because uh in lathe just a sidebar kyle and i branched off into two totally separate advanced programming styles uh where i took more experience in variable substitutions macro programming yep um and uh you know writing formulas yep. doing doing arithmetic and formula and trigonometry inside the code yep and Kyle went into some really sick uh you know multi axis live you know live tooling dual yeah. spindle cool yeah. cool machining yeah we we do some cool stuff with our machines for sure yeah uh but again different we were machining different kinds of parts we were doing some more production more exotic alloy stuff uh, y'all were doing more of where you were doing like five derivations of a similar part. Right. So where macros were absolutely amazing for that because it's like you literally plug and play. It was so super, super cool to, to see that. Didn't apply as much to my stuff. No, not at all. But at the same time, the basic 
knowledge of what code is and how it works um, has made me a 10 times better programmer. Um, and then even to top on that, um, like I talked about in uh, a little bit of our last, I think I talked about in our last episode, my, our new big multi-axis laser. Oh, yeah, yeah. It runs on both PLC call signs. So like I actually call sub-programs and call macros up uh, on the PLC side, but the rest of the motion is all G-code. So that's the one of the reasons I got that thing up and going so fast because I started looking at some of the supplemental programs like, oh, <laughs> there's a G90, there's a G91, there's You're a like, G00. Yeah. So like I hand wrote all, all of this stuff. There's no cam for that machine. Like there isn't, just doesn't exist. So I'm, I'm like, blah, 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 typing away. My business partner comes up and our other operations, he's like, I'm, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm handwriting the entire program. He's like, well, that take you forever. I was like, ah, give me 20 minutes. Hand wrote all of the absolute, uh, or I'm sorry, in, uh, incremental movements, copy and pasted all the code, like made everything call back and reference the subroutines at the bottom of the page oh for the welding God. cycle. So I it was just, like, <laughs> I, I'm using a five axis laser and programming it like a CNC machine because, again, it essentially is a CNC machine and just happened to run on G-Code. So without if, if I didn't know G-Code, I'd still be messing with that machine. And I'd have them write our software. Like, I'd have IPG writing our, our code and stuff like that. Right. And they kept asking me, are you sure you're okay with the code side? I'm like, look, I just got to figure out the call routines and the syntax of how this thing wants. Cool. Yeah, I've, already, I've already handwritten three programs for it. It's easy. Yeah. And the machine's only going to run like five or six different parts. So once I start doing that, I can start like I'm playing with the rapid movements and how fast something turns on and off to like decrease cycle time because right. it's a production machine. Like that thing just straight runs production. So I'll shave seconds here and seconds there and stuff like that. But knowing G-code and being able to go in and edit that stuff, it just – it's the only reason like those that machine's running is because of stuff like that. And again, it's so trivial – um, and a lot of people, and I see it on the machinist group on Facebook. I don't, some people are on, I don't know if you're on it uh -uh. like that. You always see that of, uh, the, the cam babies, the, oh, the term cam yeah, baby that is, it, yeah. uh, is somebody yeah. that literally just blew through school, blew through cam software, young, just out there programming five axis stuff. And they don't even know what the code is to come like that, uh, or that's even in the machine, you know, and, and, and. And I get it. The technology is moving in that direction. Yeah. It's, we we are constantly trying to simplify the process. Yep. Um, and, you know, hey, it, we may be hurting ourselves because we've oversimplified it to where we're losing some of the baseline. Just like that right there. Yeah. <clears throat> where you're not, you're not the asset you could be if you didn't do that. And listen, anybody who doesn't know how to write G-code yet and hasn't, yep. you know, hasn't mastered it, and anybody who's listening to this that does knows this is true. If you're at a console like Kyle was just saying he was, and you're writing G-code, and people who don't know any of that yeah. come walking in behind you, that will be one of the times, a few times in your life, where you're like that meme of Dustin Hoffman doing math in his head at the card table <laughs> for what? Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't know what yeah. movie that was, where you see equations flying through the air. Oh, um, uh, was it Rayman? Yes, Rayman. Rayman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that is what we look like yeah. at that point, just writing that code yeah. raw out there. Now, anybody else, uh, anybody who can do like C plus or or oh, JD that's, Edwards, or that's even like all. That, yeah, dude, they look at us and they're thing. like cute. Yeah, cute. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you want to go sit on the the 
uh, carpet square later and listen to story time. <laughs> but still, that's yeah. our little victory. At least we get to have that we can. Yeah. We can do that. There's motion to to what we're doing. And I've always likened being able to fluently read G code to that scene from The Matrix. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, when he walks well, up to I the can, guy, especially on the controller, I can blow through code on a controller yeah. and be able to pick stuff out because I I know what I'm looking for. And yeah, the guy's like, oh, what is this? Oh, that's the woman in the red dress. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's like blonde, brunette, yeah. red. Yeah, he's just pointing out, looking at code, and that's yep. honestly yes. If you're looking at that, I remember my teacher in trade school being able to look at my code as I'm writing it in my you know first year. And he's like, well, take a look at line number, you know, 107. And I'm like, how in the heck yeah. has he even yeah. seen this? Yeah. How'd you see it? Yeah. And now I, I see it. Yeah. I see it all the time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, I think to be operational, no. I, no. Honest to God, no. I think if you're going to be, if you want to be a CNC operator, absolutely not. I think it's not critical. It's not necessary. And honest to God, some of these larger companies like a, uh, uh, you know, a large scale manufacturing company. There's many of them here. I won't name any of them yeah. by name, but no, and they, and they might not even want you to. A lot of them you're not allowed to. Yeah, because they like, don't want I, you. I think I know some it. of the ones you're talking about. Some of the the bigger yep. online job shop kind of places. Yeah, and they like, don't want you touching that because no. that's the programmer side of it, yep. and that's all a part of their their lean system. Yep. You can't yep. mess with that, and yep. that's fine. That's how that's gone yep. in that situation. That's perfect. But I think as a machinist and honestly, you know, it trades, it moves into the rest of the maker spaces because, um, 3d printers they're they run on G code. They're on G code. Yep. Um, and if you've got a desktop CNC router, yep. it's running on G code and yeah. these Mo- different mock three outputs G code, Mach three like, out yeah. win CNC G code, yep. all of it's, yep. it's all still the same language. So if you understand it, if you understand it in one, you can understand it in the other. I remember moving to working on my very first, CNC router and somebody asked me, have you ever worked these before? I said, no, absolutely not. And I'm working through the code and just quickly looking at it and reading through their key that told me their command lines and what's what, because everybody's a little bit different. Um, I'm writing programs within the first hour. Yep. And again, customers and clients are going, I can't, how are you doing this? You never used this before. It doesn't matter. It's all universal. So I, I, I will say there, there is a little bit of a caveat is there, especially on the CNC machine side, there are G code is a little more universal, but M codes, which are what's called machine codes, uh, are more machine specific. Right. There are some generic ones that work. Your MO3 is Spindle, you know, uh, M- and M00 is mandatory stop. M01 is optional. optional stop. Yeah. So yep. a lot of those are standard, but a lot of them also are machine specific. Like, so FANUC, we have our own. Like, I, that was a big thing switching from Haas to FANUC controllers was that, right oh man a lot of those m codes don't work um so my advice to anyone wanting to just do home research is try to determine the family or group of machines that you're going to be working on and go find you know m and g code list for those machines mm-hmm. whether you ask your supervisor like say if you run all uh siemens controls okay we'll find some of this stuff. or akuma akuma has some weird syntax listen you called stuff. it right the first time yeah. the numeric is i yeah. i literally i don't i feel like sometimes somebody just yeah. took an entire bowl of, of options and just threw it on the table and said yeah. yeah that makes sense let's go that way yeah so um you know, try to tailor your learning to kind of what you're doing because there are, again, there are a lot of generic ones that are fluid and, um, 
kind of cohesive across the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are a lot that are very, very specific for the machine tool you're working with. So my, my advice would be to, you know, be a little more specific. Lurker, you know, say if you only work on old fiddles. Okay, old fiddles only use this kind of this or this syntax or like that. Right. Or if you only work on Haas machines or you only work on Akumas or, uh, you know, a Fanic machines. Most Fanic machines are the same or Heidenheim. You work on Heidenheim controls, stuff like that. Um, you know, be be specific so you can not be beating yourself over the head with trying to learn code for a machine that doesn't even take right what that you're, you're not doing. even going to yeah. use. Yeah. Um, so and a lot of those companies offer you know they have programming workbooks now. Listen, oh, a yeah. lot a lot of textbooks are absolute garbage. Oh yeah, most of them are. They're just hammered trash. <laughs> yeah. Um, and some of them are really good. Again, yeah. you know, I'm in a hot shop still, and yeah. I I have I have a hard time finding another workbook. That is as good, at least for very basic early beginners. Oh, no, Hall's workbook. Yep. The programming, 100%. the programming, the mill and lathe programming workbook is great. It has pictures, which yep. is obviously a plus, um, and it has actual worksheets that you work through with fill in the blank. So they don't try to make it super hard for you. Um, so find one of those for your for your specific machine or your specific use, yeah. um, and that's going to help you a whole lot. You know, yep. it's funny you're talking about Siemens and all that. I just wanted to say. Uh, ladder logic. Yeah. Let me just tell you, I spent uh, I spent a weekend at a training, at, excuse me, at Siemens. Yeah. Doing their ladder logic. Mm. It was my brain. It, it, if my brain had an RPM gauge, that thing was hitting the rev limiter more <laughs> often. That <laughs> oh entire, my God. Like I'm sitting there and I'm getting it. Yeah. And I haven't blown a head gasket yet. But you are really capping me out. Like am I, I'm sitting there going, wah, 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 wah. That was the most I could take right there. So it was fascinating. It was super interesting. But it was like, this is this, this is, is it. advanced stuff. This yeah. is hard. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty funny. Yeah. So, all right. So let's get to the last segment of our three segments. Hey, it's the tool's fault. I didn't do it. Always. But it's this, always. This, this stupid machine. Stupid this machine. It's always. $50,000 machine that doesn't do it right. 50 You got you. Machines. Well, sorry, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Let's put some extra digits yeah, but you on there. Add another three hundred thousand dollar machine. Yeah, stupid machine. So what? Uh, Kyle wants to take this one. I, I talked about last week. I talked about um, what was it? My protein. I think the protein skimmer in my aquarium. Being an idiot, I think with uh, toothpicks. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right. So you, yeah, so, uh, so <laughs> my, mine's pretty good. <laughs> so to get last week, I talked about the new laser cell that we, uh, we brought up and these oh, yeah. are way, the, it, so it's a laser welding cell. It's so obvious. You're, you're proud of this one. Oh yeah. This is a good one. Um, so it's laser, it's a uh, hybrid fiber. Um, we're running three kilowatts. So 3000 watt laser welding. Cells. Oh, that's all. Oh, you know, yeah. Just <laughs> a few laser beams. Just here. Pew, 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 pew. Uh, with sharks, extra sharks. And, um, and so again, you know, I'm hand programming, um, all of the power output is percentage based. So, you know, you type in 20, 25, uh, <laughs> P, P, you probably know where this is going. P 25 and that's 25%, oh 25% of 3000 Watts. So it's total, <laughs> it's total output. So I'm running circumferential test welds Okay, and you know, I'm running again. We're doing thinner stuff, so I'm running 25 percent of 3,000 mm-hmm. watts. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And so I go down to mess with the ramp down, which is the 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 power ramp down on the tail end, and it's the line of code below it. Well, some reason I 
typed it. I typed it wrong, typed the wrong line of code, and I go hit cycle start, <laughs> and it just straight up cuts my round part in half. <laughs> and I mean, in every sense of the word, like I, I turned my laser welder into a laser cutter, and I like just parted oh, it off. I just parted it off with a laser. Um, good thing that was a test sample. I go back and look at the code. I was like, I must type something wrong. And I go down to the ramp up cycle. <laughs> and I, instead of ramping up to 25% of power, I ramped up to 95% of power. <laughs> so we were at like 2,700 watts on like 16th inch stainless oh, material. So it, I mean, the fastest way possible cut right through that thing and it was hilarious because it was it didn't crash anything didn't like that but it was like oh they got out of hand real quick <laughs> <laughs> oh well that part's done well, not <laughs> that one <laughs> so uh <laughs> again always check your code always check the code oh my god <laughs> so simplest thing it, it was a good one it was i had a good laugh and my uh my operations director came by. He's like, whoa, what happened there? I'm like, don't worry about it. <laughs> so benefit of, being the, benefit of being the founder. Don't yeah, ask me any questions. Don't worry about it. Uh, machine's real powerful. <laughs> we don't need all of it, but we have it. You know, I was just seeing if I could cut a piece. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> just messing around, you know. So Just seeing opportunity. Uh, it, it was, A, it was pretty cool to see really how powerful that thing is. But um, luckily, that was the test piece. And learn my lesson and separated and lock some of the code so I could only do it a certain way. Yeah. That is awesome. Uh, but it was it was definitely one of those like oh, just straight up face palm moments. Whoops. <laughs> Whoopsies. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So look, hey, with that, um, this is the end. Hey, if you've been listening to the show and you're enjoying this, I don't know if I'll ever be able to come up with as good an outro we'll come up with one we'll come up with I, one. i'm not worried about it right now but yeah but uh listen if you're listening uh one thank you we appreciate it i hope you're enjoying it if you are enjoying it uh please take the time to give us a rating and a review on whichever service you're using uh if you're wondering what other, what all we're on we're on apple Podcasts, we're on google we're on spotify we're on stitcher we're on we're working on iHeartRadio. Yep. we're not quite on pandora and sirius xm yet we're working our way through the contract um and hey you know uh share it with your friends let them know there's all kinds of ways to listen to us and we're we're here for you know we're the other machinists man i mean we're just we're we're manufacturing professionals who have done a lot of fun stuff in the shop and honest to god it doesn't feel like there's a lot of people talking shop outside of the people we're around every no, day no um and that other perspective can be a little helpful but it's 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 machinists it's makers it's people who generally just want to make stuff with your hands yeah absolutely you you feel like it's not cool enough to just buy it you know you could totally do that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. if you say i know i could totally do that yeah we're, we're kind of talking to you. Yeah, we are. Because <laughs> we're all that. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, you know, we're doing that for a living. And yeah. then we're doing this for fun. Yeah. Uh, so, look, hey, with that, um, thanks for joining us. And, you know, just remember, hey, it always worked in CAD. It worked in the model. Worked in the model. <laughs> See you all later. See you. Bye. <laughs>